What did the mum cow say to the baby cow? Oh, I, I don't know. It's past your bedtime. <laughs> Cabloof. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 Whee! of the Inverus Podcast. We're here. We're now. Yeah, we're actually doing it. We're it's actually happening. doing it. It's happening. Here we are. The hip and happening crew of two. I don't know. That's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt. The hip and happening crew of two. <laughs> like, people are just going to be like, what? that isn't a thing. Like, <laughs> it's okay, a thing now. So, <laughs> this week's topic, um, because last week I forgot to say what the topic was right at the start. Uh, this week our topic is farming. Uh, but on on like the spreadsheet that we use to organize the podcast, we've written farming and meat. It's, I um, don't know why meat, but I'm not sure. We're gonna have to talk about some kind of meat. <laughs> it'll it'll work out. It's fine. It always works out. It pans out good. Yeah, somehow, somehow. Um, it does always work out. Uh, this week, we are drinking uh, something called Milkis Yogurt Soda. Um, yeah. The can is pretty excellent. It is fantastic. Um, uh, we'll stick it on socials and stuff because yeah, it, it says that Milkis, fantastic feel, Milkis. A new feeling of soda <laughs> beverage. My my confusion here is why they felt they had to put Milkis in it twice. Milkis, fantastic feel. Milk Milkis, I don't know. Um, it I... does. It has skim milk powder. Where are you seeing? Oh no, I've got a sticker that has ingredients. I was like, I yeah, cannot yeah, read the these ingredients. ingredients. Um, this is not in English. Yeah, we bought powder? this yeah. from uh, the Japan Center, which is a shop in London. But has a website and you can order stuff from it. It's like a really, really good uh, Japanese grocery. Um, and it's not crazy buy... expensive either. That's the the I thing mean, I like is, about it. It's expensive from the perspective that they're importing stuff, but you don't feel like they're put tons and tons and tons of like extra additional cost oh, on the top yeah. of that. Um, and it's a nice shop. We've actually been at it. Um, there's a picture of me holding a box of giant pocky. It is giant. Like the little wee buy am. But uh, yeah. <laughs> to get I, back on topic, oh, yes. we should have our first sip. <laughs> we should. Allow me to open my can. I'm just going to drink straight from the can. I'm afraid to see Same. what it looks like. I'll pour it into a glass after. To... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to smell it. <laughs> it doesn't smell oh. bad. Oh, it doesn't what smell is like this? milk. What is this? Oh, this tastes like... Um... Oh, yeah, what pulp. is it? You know those yogurt drinks? Yeah. Yakult. Yakult. It's, it's like a yakult. 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 Um, that's odd though. It's like a fizzy yakult. Yeah, I don't hate it. I don't dislike it. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, see we'll drink we it on. as we we speak, and we'll, yeah, we, we'll talk about it at the end. Um, so how has your week been, Callum? Um, been my week's to? been busy. Um, I am now the temporary uh outdoor center manager. Um, 
responsibility responsibility due to um reasons and reasons um we're between managers and in order to keep running we need a manager and unfortunately i am the only person <laughs> who's qualified i mean it's... see you're qualified callum and you've obviously proven yourself enough that you know they trust you clearly so cool. they're desperate desperate to be um, fair the amount of concussions that you have given yourself over the i mean it, it's probably not actually that much but like you've inadvertently broken your back yes you've given yourself a concussion yes like you know <laughs> um so yeah but it should it should be it should run pretty smoothly until the new manager shows up because everything's fully booked mm. so you're just keeping it running what's on the calendar is what's happening and that's it. So I've got it. So I mean, I get to sign emails saying Callum Blaine, centre manager. Yeah, which I'm see. excited about. That's the most exciting part, yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can put it on a CV too. Oh well, yeah, definitely. I think you're looking for a new job, but it's like it, it's one of those ones. It's like, oh, well, they trusted me enough to put me in charge of people. Yeah, <laughs> like I am doing trustworthy, dangerous activities, hardworking, and the manager. <laughs> Yeah, trustworthy, <laughs> hardworking, just the bullet points, the manager. The manager. Yeah, there you go. The issue is the new manager will show up and I'll be like, no, sorry, you can't come here. I'm the manager now. <laughs> I'm the manager now. <laughs> I own this place. Oh. Leave. How are uh, you more to the point? Yeah, well, I haven't been well. I, was, I mentioned this to you earlier today. Yes. But yeah, so I've had like a blocked nose obviously i've checked to see if it's covid it's not covid uh but i've had a blocked nose for about three four weeks now um and i've been kind of feeling okay like i i've i've like cancelled some certain obligations that i had just because i had to go to bed because i wasn't feeling well but i've been able to work and i've been able to look after my kids and that's the main thing you know mm. um and for the most part i was feeling fine except i had like a blocked nose um but like a, maybe a week ago i started getting these really horrible headaches like so bad um and i suffer with migraines so you know it's i'm kind of used to i'm not used to having headaches i'm not used to the pain or whatever but i know a bad headache from from just a headache um and this was the worst headache i've ever had in my life um i couldn't move my head if i stood up it would be agony um so I've been taking a lot of painkillers, uh, but I ended up phoning NHS 24, which um, if you're in Scotland, some listeners might not be, it's basically you can phone up the health service when you are out of hours, essentially. Uh, so your GP is open like usually Monday to Friday, uh, like nine to five for the most part. Some GPs have like late openings mm -hmm. and stuff, but so you, you can phone up Um out of hours usually at night time at the weekend um and it just means that you can get assessed if it's not bad enough to go to like accident and emergency um you know if it's not a medical emergency if you're not phoning an ambulance you just phone up for like advice you might get from a gp um so i phoned up and they asked me myriad of questions i think they were worried i had meningitis but i don't because <laughs> i don't have a fever <laughs> Uh, and my neck, my neck's not stiff or anything, you know. Um, it's just literally these headaches. Um, so that was fine. They referred me to the out of hours service, which is like 
they can prescribe, they can like assess you. So they assessed me and they were like, yeah, you have a really, really bad case of sinusitis. I was like, cool. So this was on Saturday. They were like, okay, so your local chemist is shut on Sunday. So what we'll do is we'll give you this prescription for antibiotics to get rid of a sinus infection. You'll pick them up Monday morning. Makes Excellent, sense. I think. I can get through this if I just take painkillers because, you know, I've been coping mostly since like Wednesday last week. And that's fine. Get to Monday. Turns out it's a local holiday here. So most places in the country are not shut on that Monday. <laughs> but Only you my local area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not even like the big businesses are still open. People are still expected to go to work if you work for like a big company. Uh-huh. It's just like little local business, which my pharmacy is. So that's fine. I'm like, right, fine. I'll get through this. I'll get through this. I'll go to work. I'll take my painkillers. I'll just soldier on until tomorrow morning when I can finally get these antibiotics to try and kick this thing in the butt. Um, I phone up the pharmacy on Tuesday morning just to make sure that everything's gone through and they've got the prescription. Mm-hmm. They don't. They oh. don't know what I'm talking about. Oh. Yeah. What? So then I had to phone my GP because uh, the out of our service and the NHS 24 service send all their records to your GP so that they know what's going on with you. Uh, and if you have any follow up that needs done, they can do that. So I phone up the GP and they're like, yeah, well, I don't know why that's happened because we can see that you were prescribed these antibiotics. But maybe it would be a good idea for you to get a call back from your own GP. <laughs> This is such a okay. long-winded story. No, 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 carry on, um, good. <laughs> so I had to wait. I waited until like half past five in the evening after work. And the GP was speaking to me and he was like, I don't know why they've prescribed you this antibiotic because we wouldn't normally prescribe that for a sinus infection. Uh, wait, okay, wait. <laughs> <laughs> what? He had, to, he had to prescribe me a different antibiotic and send it to my pharmacy. And he was like, because it's like half past five now, you're going to have to wait until the morning. <laughs> so I got up this morning. I start work at half eight on a Wednesday. Um... So I dropped my kid off at nursery. Can't go to the pharmacy yet because it doesn't open till nine. Go back home, put up my work PC, and I have to message my manager. And I'm like, look, I need to go get a prescription. Pharmacy opens at nine. I'll work back like whatever, 15 minutes or something of my time, you know, at the end of the day to make up for it. Cool. No problem. Um, and then I go to the pharmacy and I get my prescription and that's great. Oh, good. Um, good. But. The pharmacist explains to me that I have to lie down for half an hour at least after I take this uh, antibiotic. <laughs> I don't know why, but it says on the instructions, you must lie down for 30 minutes after you've taken this antibiotic. So I was like, great, I was going to start this this morning so I could maybe, you know, wake up and feel great. Because antibiotics tend to work, they work quite quick, you know? Yeah, um... <laughs> But... So I still haven't taken my antibiotic, <laughs> and it's a week after these headaches started. I've still got a bloody headache. They're just gonna go away, but like as soon as you take, like you're gonna take one antibiotic, and it's just gonna go away, and you're gonna be like, oh wow. And then I have to finish the course of antibiotics anyway. That's insane. Because if you don't, it's like it could come back. You know, it's it's irresponsible not to finish your course of antibiotics. But yeah, so I've, I've just I've. <laughs> It's been a week. I've just been struggling and surviving through this 
horrible headache. It is bearable, but I have to take like paracetamol and ibuprofen to deal with it. Mm. Um. Oh. But yeah. I'll try not I'm to talk. I'm a poor wee soul. Too loudly. No, I don't mind. It's fine. I'll just, I don't I'll... mind. This is good. It's distracting. Okay, good. Just don't think of sore heads and things. Laughter is the best medicine. Unless or you've so got a broken rib. Then it's the worst medicine. Yeah, or if you've had abdominal surgery. Yeah, or any sort of like, like top half body surgery of any kind. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's true. Mm. Any surgery, like, imagine if you'd had like shoulder surgery. Even that would that would be bad. Um. Speaking of surgery. Oh. Farming. <laughs> I didn't have a segue there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sure that vets perform surgery on farm animals sometimes. Yeah, definitely. You get um, horse surgeons. Ooh, horse surgeons. Isn't that a thing in like... Is it Rick and Morty that has the horse surgeon? Pass. My... I think Rick and Morty and like Morty's mum is a horse surgeon, but I might be like mixing oh, that up. Oh, totally maybe. Yes. Surgeon. Yes. You are correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. I think I'm right. I haven't watched Rick and Morty for years. Like, it was one of those ones where I was like, I watched this once and never again. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but... <laughs> anyway, Rick and Morty is not what we're talking about today. No! <laughs> we're talking about farming and the meat industry. So, do you have much experience with farms at all, Claire? I mean, I live near a lot of farms. I've seen lambs be born. Uh, like five minutes away from my house um so like we have running farms not far from here and we have a farmer's market every not a farmer's market uh farm show i think it's called larg's farm show every single year um and to get all the prize sheep oh and like the fattest pigs and the yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, they have a horse jumping show and they have the best dog. And they also have a lot of, like, cool tombola stalls and things and, you know, a tent where people go to get drunk. Um, but, yeah, and sometimes they have ginger sheep there and I love the ginger sheep. Um, but oh. I've seen a sheep um, get very angry at a farmer and um, ram him. It was a <laughs> ewe uh, and she's clearly just not happy. She didn't want to be there. Um, and she wanted the farmer to know she didn't want to be there, and she just rammed him, and he went flying. He was fine, um, but That's I was kind brilliant. of proud of the sheep. I was kind of really proud of that sheep. I was like, yeah, you tell him. <laughs> sheep can be, like, really just aggressive and scary and damn you they're strong. You would know because you, you, like, you're from the islands, particularly, yes. like, Harris sheep are bad. <laughs> I say bad. They're bad. They just stand in the middle of the road and they don't care. They... And you're halfway up the Clisham and you're just like, why? They have why literally on the mountain. No concept of self-preservation. They just sit there on the road, um, and it would be fine if you know people who drove here drove at a like normal speed. <laughs> no, they but... drive down like the Clisham is the scary <laughs> like mountain pass road. Um, it's amazing. The scenery's gorgeous. It's like fantastic. But people drive it like, you know, vans. There's no like barriers and stuff, and they're doing like seventy down the Clisham, and you're just like, why? Yep. Slow and then down. there's just this big fat like sheep sitting in the middle of the road. Like, what? You're gonna run me over? 
I like to see you try. And then if it had middle fingers, they'd be up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they just don't care. But I mean, they are hefty beasts. Like they do a serious mm. amount of damage to the vehicle, let alone the vehicle doing damage to the sheep. I think they kind of need to though, because like sheep are traditionally like mountain animals. It's a bit like goats. Mm -hmm. so I think they need like a strong center of gravity, um, stop to help stop them fall. Yeah, I think. Um, um, I think that's how it is. But um, it's actually really uh, cool when you're um, so like we do a lot of kayaking out of this place called Renegadale. And the I coastline, Ren really there pretty. is the there are these super like super steep grassy bits that are like, you know, like 80, 85 degree angles. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. And these sheep are just prancing just along there, totally fine, not a care in the world. And you're like, whoa, yeah, it's you, amazing how well they balance. Um, it's bonkers. It's just bonkers. I actually love sheep. A lot of people are like, sheep are so ugly. I mean, lambs are adorable. Everybody knows that. But I really like sheep. I have a soft spot for sheep. Um, I don't know why. I just love them. I think they're really cute and dumb. <laughs> like They are dumb. I feel like they've they've got like the most unfortunate progression of life. They have the inverse like ugly duckling story. Where they're born, they're the most beautiful animal. You're like, oh, it's so cute and so adorable. And they seem quite smart as well. Like, you can... You can, um, you know, kind of befriend a lamb and, you know, it'll come up to you and it'll know you and you, you can kind of get to know it. Um, but sheep, and then it just grows up to this really dumb, sort of vacant, a single-minded blob of wool with the weird I like eyes. Them. I love the weird eyes. They're like goat's eyes. It's the same thing. Like Kermit the Frog. He has goat's eyes. But then frogs have goat's eyes. I don't know what I'm talking about now. <laughs> Surely they have frog this eyes. This is the painkillers. Anyway, okay, yeah, deep yes, breath. they have frog eyes, but they look like goat's eyes. <laughs> okay, I'll take your word they for do. it. They do. They do. They have the little line and then the top in the middle. Kermit the frog. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's kind of got goat eyes. I mean. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's fine. It's goat eyes. It's not it's something I'd noticed, to be honest. Oh, I mean, I nearly said it's because he's a Satanist, but I don't really think I should put Kermit the Frog as a Satanist on the internet. <laughs> too late! It's too late! I've said it. <laughs> it's oh, out there now. Lord. Mm. <laughs> Farming and meat. Kermit, Kermit the, frog the Frog is a, is a Satanist. Satanist. <laughs> <laughs> That's a t-shirt. I'm going to make that. Oh, um, brilliant. Anyway, back to the farm. Um, were there sheep on the farm that you worked on? I think we mentioned last episode, but Callum did like briefly work on a farm. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we, we have, I say have, well, they have um, sheep. Uh, they've got actually hundreds of sheep uh, spread out over multiple locations. Um, but they have a, I don't want to say it's a policy, but it feels like a policy that they'll only take rams that look really wonky and have the wackiest horns. So, I like that policy. Yeah, um, a lot of the, especially in, like, town, a lot of the farmy guys have, like, really, like, quite frankly, beautiful sheep. Um, and they're all, like, like pristine and well-kept and stuff. Um, excluding Harris. Harris is just a different... That's just wildlands. Um, Evil sheep. <laughs> yeah, but the the farm I was at, the all their sheep have like 
really squinty skew of horns and like scaly eyes and wonky legs and like just weird patches on their their wool and stuff and you're like yes this is what farming's about it's about having the you know sort of rejects the of the world sheep. Yeah, we could hold sheep. an ugliest sheep competition and just win yes. every time. It was it was just you fantastic. Should. You should. That would be great. Um. So yeah. Uh. But one thing that used to always happen. Um. It probably still does. Uh. See. So two of the two of the pigs. Um. Were kept in the same field as the sheep, because the the other pigs would bully. Uh. These two pigs. Um. Aww. But over time, the sheep have kind of grown to prefer the pig food. So when you go out with the food for the pigs, the sheep, and this is an army of like 14 sheep versus two pigs, the sheep will swarm the pigs and steal all their food and then oh run back to where the hay's been put and just munch on that on their side of the field. And you're like, oh, it's so sad. So we had to start the strategically. Yeah. They were lovely pigs as well. Um, Daisy was just I such a pigs. fat pigs old so lady, and oh, she just had the I best always, personality. Always wanted to give a pig a belly rub because I feel like a pig would enjoy a belly rub mm. the same way like a, a, a dog enjoys a belly rub. So pigs are smart too. Pigs are really smart. So Daisy um, was, you know, she was really old. And um, what she would do is when you came in with food and you'd feed one, like the, the smaller pig would come and eat the food. And Daisy would stand there next to you and then just slowly put, not like loads of weight, but just like a little lean into your leg so that you could scritch um, just like the back oh. of their ear. And it was so cute. I was like, oh, my heart melted. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was really sad. Um, or I was really sad when uh, you got turned into sausages and other things. Mm. Um, and that's farming, though, isn't it? That is farming. Um, I suppose this will bring this. This kind of ties into the meat thing. Um, so <laughs> they would. Uh, so obviously, you got sent away, you got uh, killed and chopped up into sausages and bacon and stuff. And then one day, came into the farm and were like, "Oh, we've got um, Daisy sausages." Um, so we'll have some of them for lunch. And I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> eating, no. eating Daisy on the farm no. that Daisy was at. No. Um, but I did. Uh, and so I came to lunchtime, had my rolling sausage. She tasty. Oh my lord. She tasted amazing. Callum, I'm so sorry. But it was one of these <laughs> There's things. There's such a weird feeling. It's like, it's almost like cannibalism. Yeah. Because um, you feel like you know them. Yeah. I think, I think what, and I came to, this is the conclusion I came to, like halfway through eating my sad sausage roll, um, uh, I kind of like halfway through decided, you know what, this is the most delicious sausage roll I've ever eaten, um, and I was a part of this, <laughs> I helped give Daisy a really good life, she was really old, <laughs> not really old, she was like, however old pigs need to be before they get mm. murdered i guess um but, but you think about it like and um we did we, i don't we didn't send her to the abattoir because the abattoir is just Bad. a horrible place of death there yeah um, so there's a mobile um butcher who comes and does like proper just like in the moment humane like 
slaughters the thing and then takes it and then deals with it Um, because i i'm really i'm really conflicted with meat i'm i'm really really conflicted about eating meat i eat meat um partially because the doctor has told me i have to because i get anemic really really easy um and if i stop eating meat i will just be really anemic all the time um and i don't want to be reliant on iron tablets because they wreck my stomach um Mm, yeah so i have to basically the doctor has told me you need to eat meat um and the thing is like it's not that i don't enjoy it it's just i feel like if you go to a supermarket and you buy like mints or you buy a steak or pork or whatever you have no idea where that came from and you don't know how it was killed or how it felt when it died like yeah i know that's really depressing right so but we it's true. started to use a local butcher because this local butcher, if you go on his website, because they have a website, they're very, very, very expensive. But if you go on their website, he could tell you exactly what farm it came from. He has personal relationships with all these farmers and they're they're not, you know, big industry farms. It's like small village farms and stuff. Um, and I think that's better because... He can personally, and he personally vouches for the, well, obviously it's as ethical as it can be. Yeah. Um, and he personally vouches for that. You know, he's like, well, I went to see these animals, how they're kept, how they live, how they're treated, how they're fed, um, and they have happy lives. And I think, like, if you are going to eat meat, that's the very least you can do for these poor animals. Oh, definitely. Like... Um, and it's it's one of these things I find that, you know, there is a perception that, you know, buying from local butchers and stuff is so much more expensive. Um, and it is more expensive, it but it's not as expensive as we perceive it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for what you're getting as well. Like, oh, the quality's insane. The quality's um, just so good. Because that's that's what I have noticed after switching to this butcher. Plus, a lot of butchers will do because I think I can think of like four butchers that I were, are within driving distance of my house, uh, within like fifteen minutes, um, and all of them have like a oh you know you could buy six items for thirty quid, and that is a lot of money. Um, and I do get that there are people who can't actually afford that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think like I'm not I'm not going to guilt anybody who can't you know afford to go to a butcher you know you've got to keep yourself healthy you've got to keep your kids healthy um and if that involves buying cheap meat you have to do what you have to do you know yeah um but if you can afford it like that you know it's it's far better um to do the inconvenient thing in this case um and i'm fortunate because i can feed my family with this and i can afford to go to these places um but yeah i just think it's better 100 percent. definitely and especially um, with brexit oh yeah jeez like (laughs) i'm scared of going to the supermarket to buy weird meat now because of the chlorinated chicken um but yeah um and the good thing about especially if it's like a small local butcher um you get to know the actual butcher you get to know Mm -hmm. um the the staff that work there um and more often than not they know what you like and then they actually say oh well we've just got this stuff in i've thrown in like an extra like half um like a few extra grams of of this in um for you to try out and see if you like it and stuff and it 
I don't know. It just feels nice having that sort of like you're personal connection. You're supporting your local community too. You know, like you're you're supporting people who live near you and work near you, and that's good. Like community stuff's good. Um, but yeah, like I actually phoned my butcher uh, because I wanted to make uh, ramen <laughs> because I hadn't had like proper tonkotsu ramen from a ramen shop in like a year mostly because of the pandemic because i don't live in a place where you can go to a restaurant and buy that stuff or get takeaway ramen or whatever so i had to make it myself and i was like you know what i'm I'm just gonna do it properly boiled these bones for 12 hours but i actually had to phone the butcher and it's not a common request it's like oh do you have uh, pork neck bones <laughs> like okay why i'm like oh because i'm gonna boil it up and make it and you know they were really good about it and they gave me way more than i asked for like way more um it's probably again, because like, he's like, you know, phoned up like, oh, well, we've got all these neck bones, might as well just throw them in there. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't charge a lot for it. I think it was like £3.50 for all these neck bones. It was insane. Um, but yeah, as I said, I, I am still a bit conflicted about eating meat. Um, and maybe one day if my anemia problem gets resolved or whatever, I will cut right down. Um, I do enjoy eating meat, but as I said, I, I, do, I don't know. I love animals yeah and i i just feel bad about it i mean yeah it's it's hard and i mean it's the ethics of it all is a wee bit iffy um especially with super green like area. you know uk law is very very wishy-washy and not great when it comes to actually um you know mass-produced farming and stuff um mm-hmm. it's and environmentally it's not a great industry either um, I know a lot of people will shout at me for saying that because uh, a lot of people are very adamant that the farming industry is very, very important. Um, but at the end of the day, the mass production of of um, of like well, we waste more than stuff. we, we eat, waste as far as so I know. Much we do is just like. Ugh. But I suppose that's the other thing. If you raised an animal, and you help look after that animal, um you're not going to allow any of that to go to waste. No, not at all. Because you don't want that animal to have died for nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, it's... Because the thing is, I remember speaking to somebody in work about this and saying that I don't buy, like, my skincare products and, like, my makeup and all of that. I am very much like, no, it's got to be, like, vegan, cruelty-free... Yeah. Like, makeup. I don't buy anything that's not cruelty-free in terms of that side of things. Because I don't see the point in testing that in animals. It's different if... I feel like meat is different to an extent. Um, well, yeah, I remember somebody at work being like, how do, you, how do you justify that because you eat meat? And I'm like, well, meat is food and food is a requirement. I don't need to use skincare products or put makeup on every day. Um, so if an animal had to die for me to do that or suffer for me to do that, that's really gross really when you think about it because at least as long as i eat the meat and i don't waste it it, it wasn't for nothing mm-hmm. that helped sustain me and i'm grateful for that um as i said i think if i could go vegan i would but i've basically been told no <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah i think I, uh, this is kind of just digging deep into the problems of society but um, it is a big society problem uh, that 
we as a as a people tend to value convenience and cheapness um yeah over you know quality and care um and you know we're, i was talking to to people earlier about um you know child obesity and stuff like that and um, because we're noticing a large increase in um in child obesity uh on the island um with work especially over over lockdown and stuff and cheap nasty food is well it's cheap and it's nasty and it's not good for you but to eat healthily and promote healthy diet you need to spend so much more money to buy you know apples over the 20 pack of crisps and to to buy a bunch of bananas is extortionate compared to well, just getting you know frozen nuggets or whatever the thing is when when you look at the cost of living uh compared with wages you know food prices have increased the prices for everything have increased yeah. inflation has happened everything is you know oh, inflation it's gone up but the wages are not rising with inflation and that's no, why this is happening um and i'm gonna say a line that a friend of mine thinks is hilarious uh, and that's why i'm gonna say it but speaking as a mother <laughs> um Sorry. speaking as a mother i can tell you that like most parents if they'll do the best that they can for their kids obviously they're not unpurposefully going i will feed you trash you no. know pizza and chips every night like th that's not how it is um and i think it's incredibly insulting to people to treat it that way yeah know? but like you know like um but we do we put the blame on on the parents on you know the kids for eating unhealthy snacks where you know the root of the problem is at the end of the day it's way more affordable to feed a family with um you know unhealthier food than it is to have a really well balanced diet with like good quality butchered meat um uh good quality like produce and fruit and veg and stuff it's just like the price difference between those two categories and like i'm fortunate enough that you know i can't afford to to eat reasonably well a lot of people just aren't and we do we put a lot of blame on parents and um on schools and and all of this for the like, thing oh, is as well making i remember listening to i remember listening to jamie oliver talking about i hate jamie oliver by the way sorry <laughs> if you're listening jamie oliver you're probably not but yeah, if you are really we'd like to like hear from you whole, yeah yeah come and discuss this with us we'll have an episode about the food industry in general uh but mm. no um i just think like going oh but it's it is cheaper if you go to a farmer's market not everyone has access to a farmer's market. Not everyone can afford a car or, or knows how to drive. Um, so it's just really ignorant, in my opinion. Um, what about vegetables? Have you ever grown vegetables? Since uh, we're talking about farms. Yeah, I mean, we grew veg at the farm as well, which was nice. Um, it's great. When, when you work at a farm, you get to, to, to do all these things. And they, like when I started working there, um, I probably mentioned last week it was a farm for um, people with additional support needs. So I didn't need any farming experience to become a farmer <laughs> because it was all run by them. And, you know, um, I was really there to, as, as like support in case something happened. Um, but also, you know, to make sure like the portions are actually correct because 
when you say when you tell someone okay it's like three scoops of uh, feed for the donkeys and you know three scoops from like one person's scoop is like substantially smaller than someone else's scoop so just you know leveling off or or refilling some of the things yeah yeah um, yeah okay but yeah we had like a wee vegetable patch um and we got uh two three two big polytunnels um Ooh, where i love a polytunnel oh, no. i'm obsessed um, with them my next door neighbor ken's actually put up a polytunnel and wow it gets so hot in there so bad. it gets so yeah, yeah. hot um but i yeah. want to grow pumpkins <laughs> of course you do <laughs> um but we'd we'd grow um potatoes um leeks uh tomatoes strawberries um various other berries of some kind that i didn't actually see grow i couldn't remember what they are um but you know like onions and um, garlic and things like that and it was all just really interesting because um i was only in like two or three days a week so i'd do like monday mm. tuesday or monday tuesday wednesday um and then be off the rest of the week and then when i'd go in you would see the noticeable difference yeah yeah um between you know like when you when you like watered it on the the wednesday afternoon to when you checked up on it on monday morning it was just really cool it felt like you were just again contributing to something it was like oh i was a part of yeah. this this like life and growth and stuff it was it's really rewarding. rewarding yeah yeah um like my next door neighbor um this an old couple lives next door they're lovely people such good people um and they grow vegetables they turn wood they do lots of cool stuff but like with the vegetables they grow so many vegetables that like yesterday my neighbor came around with like a gigantic bag filled with baby potatoes and she you know new potatoes and she's like oh, oh here you go i was like okay but she does this every year like they grow so much stuff and they have so much surplus that um you know they can share it with the neighbors and it's mm -hmm. great it's lovely but um i think that's kind of why they do it because it's really rewarding you know you feel like you're you're contrib contributing to that um and you're feeding people and it it, it feels like a, a helpful productive thing to do um and yeah like my eldest son he goes up to his granddad's house um once a week and during the summer and the spring they plant lots of stuff and they grow stuff like they've got tomatoes growing in the greenhouse and it, it is one of those things like you might not think that that's very interesting for a child but honestly see like the way his eyes light up when he goes to check on his tomatoes and they've like grown to double the size mm -hmm. and stuff so yeah. that is great it's just wonderful um but like the the vegetables and fruits industry is also another one that has a lot of wastage like oh, when we're yeah. talking about mass pro mass produced stuff and a lot of the treatment that the farmers get from big bu uh, big buyers like the supermarkets yes um it's not good they, like the farmers are not well treated no um, um and and a lot of stuff goes to waste just because they can't sell it and it's wrong yeah it properly goes to waste. I remember I was working working in the. No, this is this is not just um the, this is every supermarket ever. So don't come at me. <laughs> um, but uh, I'd go out the back, um, and you know there'd be the table for wasting and reducing stuff and um, things that have gone out of date. You're not allowed to sell them. Um, 
fair enough, whatever. So all these things had been scanned and put through the system as wasted. So I'd grabbed like a couple of like a couple of punnets of strawberries and some sandwiches. And holy hell, I got um a lot of trouble for that. Because um if their waste doesn't add up to what um they say it adds up to, um their quote unquote waste budget gets um slashed. So you get um That's wrong. Yeah, you get I can't I can't remember what, what exactly it is, but you get a percentage of money um based on how much waste you have to compensate for the waste. So some places and I know like the, the no. didn't actually do this, but I know some places um deliberately waste more things to get a higher waste budget for the coming months in order to um well essentially just have more money. It's it's so messed up and so wonky. Um but that's the Yeah, that shouldn't happen. But yeah, big yeah, supermarkets like... are bad. <clears throat> yeah. I don't like shopping there. Uh, I try not to, to the best of my ability. Um, it is impossible, though. Yeah, I mean, we live in a, a capitalism world of capitalism. Um, I'm suddenly reminded of that clip of uh, Tim Curry saying that he's going to escape to the only place that hasn't been corrupted <laughs> by capitalism. Space! Um, space! is the best. <laughs> Go watch it if you haven't. I'll link that on Twitter Brilliant. Uh, when this episode airs. That and a picture of the sim weird milk drink that we're drinking yeah um but yeah that's the other thing i have a milkman now i have a milkman and he brings me eggs oh brilliant and milk because i'm trying to cut down as much as i can on partaking in systems that i just don't think are ethical <laughs> um i mean this has turned into quite a heavy episode yeah but... um but it's it, i think it's important stuff to be discussed um... oh yeah for sure and again, like this, it's not um, for for people who have to like you know go to the supermarket because it is substantially cheaper. This is not like a you should no. go and eat at a butcher and you need to get your vegetables from yes, from locally we're sourced you. places. We're it's not I... feasible for everyone. It just no, isn't. I don't judge anyone because the fact of the matter is, you do what you can. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, and to imply that every single person that goes to the supermarket doesn't care is just wrong. You don't know anybody's situation, so you can't judge. Um, nobody's wrong, really. I just think that, personally, I make that choice for myself, you know, and my family, and that's all I can do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I always think I sound a bit like an old lady. Like, <laughs> oh, we're back in my day! Oh. Um, but... You know, as I said, this is a personal choice that I'm making because I don't want to partake in those systems. Mm -hmm. um, I don't care what anybody else does. <laughs> I'm not going to make you feel bad for that. Um, even if you are using supermarkets by choice and you could go to the butcher. Like, whatever, man. Like, you do you. You do you. Just don't throw it in my face. Yeah. Yo. That's what, that's what people say, isn't it? After. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's what people say. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite farm animal my favorite farm animal oh my goodness okay that's not fair but <laughs> i am um, my favorite animal at the farm was the turkey oh we... you sent me a picture of the turkey i did um, again that's another thing that has to go on the twitter 
Um, I'll send you, I don't know if I sent you the video, but I'll send you the video. But um, I think you've sent me the video. Every every morning I would go to the farm um the person that I would work with in the mornings um always did the chickens and the turkey and um you know the the like the pheasants and stuff and feeding the rabbits and whatever. With rabbits as well. They were very cute. Um but every every morning I'd walk into where the chickens were. Um there was actually uh an avian flu going about, so we had to bung them all into the polytunnels one day. Um for like three weeks which was really sucky um but you know you poke your head in and the first thing i would do like the turkey would walk up to me and i would just go and it would start replying to me and we'd have a proper conversation of just going it was amazing i like chickens the best i love chickens like i know people who talk about chickens like they're just dumb birds they've got no personality and i it's it's a tragedy to me that battery hens exist because see if you've ever met chickens you know for a fact that they have their own little personalities they're just little like crotchety old ladies hens Mm -hmm. um and and just have so much personality it's it's devastating to me that they get cooped up and tortured like that because they're just so good they're so fun. Um, we... I love geese. Ooh, I love geese. Geese, geese scare evil. me a little bit. They are evil, but I love them. I just love how like angry they are all the time. <laughs> it's very relatable. Yeah, they're just like, oh, how's your day? Oh, oh I'm going to come at you. My goose. Yeah, Wah! yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, swans are scarier than, than geese. Swans are far swans scarier. Aren't, swans aren't really a farm animal, but... Scary, scarier than geese. Definitely, very scary. Um, we had a, uh, obviously we had names for all all the animals, um, oh. but one of our one of our chickens, uh, Sinead, was um, Quo. She was feisty, <laughs> extremely feisty. You'd walk in and she'd like you know, come clucking up to you and be like, "Where's my food?" And be like, "No, you're not getting fed yet. I need to steal your eggs." And She'll just like follow you around <laughs> and just be like bah, 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 until like you'd like <laughs> I'd have to just go get like my hand into the bucket and just throw food away so I could run uh, across the, the field um, to, to hunt for her eggs. <laughs> it's great. It's like Easter every day, but with angry chickens. <laughs> it's like, you're not coming here to take my, my eggs this day. I'm coming to, oh, food. Cluck, 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 cluck. <laughs> Where's my egg? <laughs> I've been fired oh. again. My mum had chickens for a little while. Oh, um, so she did. She did. Um, and I think, what was it? I can't remember. One of them had this like ridiculous. Oh, it was the cockerel. Yes. My brother John came up <laughs> with names for all the. I don't remember what the hens were called, but uh, he called the cockerel Alfred Hitchcockerel. It's so good. Alfred Hitchcockerel. <gasps> oh, it's so oh, good. Oh man. But oh, um, it. yeah, my mum had chickens, and I used to get eggs every so often from my mum. Um, but obviously the distance, it would only be if she was coming down. Mm. Um. But she'd bring this giant, like, 18 tray of eggs. But her chickens laid blue eggs. Oh. Not the insides, obviously. The insides were normal, oh, okay. but the shells were blue. Okay. Um, Interesting. And they were really, really pretty. Like, gorgeous. 
But one thing I didn't know before my mum had chickens was that like you need to feed chickens stuff with like shells and things in, yeah. like seashells and and stuff. I don't know if there's like a there probably is like a thing that you can buy from like the animal. Oh, there will shop. be <laughs> that isn't shells, but like my mum used to, it was like crushed up shells and stuff. She would put in like with their feed to um, strengthen the eggs, because if you don't, if they don't have like a certain thing that's in that then they can't produce strong enough eggs and the eggs just shatter because they're yeah. garbage the the sort of scary thing is um if uh if you, you like break an egg or something near a chicken the chickens will just eat it but when they do eat it they get a real taste for it and sometimes they'll start um just pecking at their own eggs mm. It kind of makes sense though, because like that's very nutrient rich. Because obviously mm-hmm. it's gonna support a little tiny life. Um, so yeah, it's it's the same as like wild animals eat the placenta when they have, you know, live young. Yeah. Um, and it's not gross; it's just nature. Um, gross for a human. Yes. <laughs> no, not gross if it's like a, some kind of mammal. Yeah, but yeah, very annoying when you when you go hunting for eggs and. Uh... They've, They've all been, been eaten, eaten by the chickens. <laughs> They're just looking at you going, what? What? What you going to do now, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I made that. <laughs> I'm allowed to eat it. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. <laughs> it's mine. It's all mine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, farm work for, like, real proper, like, get up at 6 a.m. Even earlier, like, for farmers, 4, 4.30 a.m., um, that, like, kind of farm work is hard going, though. Like, I don't think I could live like a farmer. I don't know. Um, if you live, like, obviously, um, you know, if you live on the farm, obviously you get up at the crack of dawn, you have to feed all your thingies. But once you've done your morning feedings and, like, mucking outs and stuff, that's you kind of done until you need yeah. to do it again, like, later but on. it's hard labor It's well. hard physical work. Um... um because I used to I used to do horse riding when I was a kid. Oh, I didn't know um, that. And I yeah, um, I used to go to the stables. I didn't have a horse um, that was mine. I just kind of paid to go ride somebody else's horse. <laughs> um, but it was like a teacher. It was a, it was a riding school thing. Um, but I knew girls that had horses that were stabled there, um, and they used to have to like they're they're they were like my age between like eight and twelve. Um, and their parents would drive them there and like they would have to muck out and all of that obviously with the help of their parents but I remember just thinking wow because I had rabbits um, mucking out like a horse's stable hard work <laughs> does not look easy um, so like major respect you know <laughs> to anyone in that line of work I think it was I suppose um... though it must just become part of your life Yeah, you, know? you don't think about it uh, mucking out the horse is like probably one of my favorite jobs. Um, really? Yeah. Um, so the horse and the two donkeys were in the same sort of area, and you'd go and you'd just muck them out. Um, but it was so satisfying. Just like because what what we're doing is you you know you take it and then we throw it on a, a big compost pile. So that oh, composts. That's good. And then that gets used. For things like the potatoes and all that so again maybe it was satisfying in that regard again it's kind of you're just nothing's getting wasted 
even the waste yeah, isn't being wasted. Of life. It's really it's like the circle of life. <laughs> um, is yeah. it true? Is it true that there was a woman in Stornoway, and I know it's true because it was in the news. <laughs> who, um, she, I think she had a pet horse, and oh my she, Lord. she got it to live in her house. Yeah, she's living in the house with her horse. Yes. Um, the the RSPCA got involved. It was very messy. But yeah, this woman was basically living with her horse. Her horse was living in the house with her. But she also had things like chickens running around and various oh, other God. things just all over the place. So, first of all, it wasn't suitable human living conditions. No. But it's also not suitable horse living conditions. It's... Yeah. yeah, houses are built for people. They're not built for horses. Um, the only time houses were build, uh, built for things like horses or, uh, I guess, cows was in ye olde times when your house ye was two rooms. Times. And what would happen is um, uh, there's actually there's a few ruins on the Renegadale path that have this exact layout. Um, so it's two big rooms. One room was used for living and the other room was used um, during the summer for um, storing stuff and then for the winter for keeping the cow in to keep it protected <laughs> from the weather. Um, Especially and, up there. Oh, yeah. it's It gets wild and windy up here in the winter. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so that is the only time it was acceptable to have yeah, but car, we're not in yieldy times. Uh, or horse, I guess, in this case, in your house. Modern houses are not built to uh, with that in mind whatsoever. No. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Speaking of Man. which, what would you rate Milkis, fantastic feel Milkis? New feeling of soda beverage. It's got a star and a guy doing the, um, a, like a limbo movement. Yeah, with a balloon, a balloon. And a top yeah. hat type thing going it's, on. It's a very random can. Uh, I'm going to give it a six. Okay. Because it was weird. Very weird. But I kind of enjoyed it. I would drink it again. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm giving it a seven and a half. Ooh. Um, I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Well, first step, I was like, hmm. Yeah. I might, I I was... might get halfway through this can and be like, no, I hate this. What have I done? I was very I'm unsure. I'm going to pour the last little dregs um, into a glass just to see what it looks like. I, I didn't actually oh, get that far. It's... Oh, my God. Can you take a photo looks of it like... so I can see? Um, My light's off, but I'll put the flash on just for you, Callum. Thank you. Just for you. Um, uh, yeah, I just drank it and then forgot that I'd finished it and actually got a little upset that it was done. So, hence my 7.5. Well, that's good. That's what you want. Suitably enjoyable. Will buy again. Okay, the problem is my keyboard light is, like, green. <laughs> <laughs> is it sort of like, um, like cloudy... Like white. Yeah, teenage. yeah, yeah. It's like if you got this is gonna sound absolutely disgusting. It's like if you got like a little bit of milk and then poured water. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> diluted <laughs> and milk. It's fizzy. Yeah, and it's fizzy. <laughs> fizzy diluted. So it's diluted with soda water. <laughs> soda water yeah, milk. Yeah, yeah. Basically, basically, that's what it is. Amazing. Soda water milk. Oh. But I enjoyed it. it I really nice. enjoyed it. I thought it was nice. Um, yeah. Brilliant. Pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised. So yeah, go and get yourself Milkis. If you were drinking along, um, let me know what you thought of it. Um, I'm just going to check what we're drinking next week. Ooh. Um, because I don't think we're messing up the episode order. So... No, no, I think I... We're, we're on schedule. For we are, we're on schedule. Some... Um, Reason. Hang on, sorry. I don't I don't know why I don't have this saved in like a place that's easy to get. This is the story of my life. This is uh, what my brain is like. <laughs> Nothing makes any sense. Nothing is where it should be. Welcome but to the we administration podcast. Yes. <laughs> where we um, hunt for spreadsheets in convoluted places. So, I think next week, or the next episode is going to air, will be about Ooh. Lord of the Rings. <gasps> Exciting. Yes. Um, oh, I get a binge and Lord of the Rings. we are going to be... Yeah, I know. I know. I can't wait. I'm like mad excited. We might need to do an extended episode. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what we'll do? do, do, we'll, do. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll have the, like, the episode and then we'll have the extended edition. <laughs> 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 yeah, if you're a real nerd, you listen to the extended edition of the podcast. Okay. Yeah, I'm down for that. We'll do that. <laughs> That's going to happen. Oh, no, it's not. Yes, it is. 100%. <laughs> it's too late. We're committed. Next week. So we're talking about Lord of the Rings. And we will be drinking a tea from the Hebridean Tea Store. They have a website. You can order things internationally. I think maybe not in Europe, unfortunately, because of Brexit. Mm. They have a notice on their website. It'll tell you whether you can order or not. But uh, the tea we're going to be drinking is called the Sheeling. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. I'm I'm buzzing for this. I've like not tried. Like, I've had um, all the teas that we're going to drink sat in a box for. Oh, since we started planning. Since we started, since we planning, started planning this planning, season, which was months ago. So I've been really fighting the urge to drink any of them. So I know um, they're so good. I'm the, so the Hebridean excited. tea store is amazing. It's great. Also, the staff yeah, yeah. there are lovely. Shout out to Babs. You're awesome. Yay. Um, Sent us a lovely free sample, which was very she nice. Did. She did. It she was, was delicious. Great. It was very nice. It's um the tea is based off um one of her D and D characters. So the free sample tea. Yeah. It's called Area's Purple Potion, I think. Yes. And it was delicious. It was and delicious. I'm very purple. But yeah, so 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 next week it will be a tea called the Sheeling from the Hebridean Tea Store, and if you want to drink along, that is available. Um, please go support good business. Definitely. By good people. Also, they have amazing teapots um, in there. But yeah, we're, 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 oh, we're yeah, done. It's so pretty. fine. <laughs> 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 oh. On that positive note, um, we will speak to you next week. Woo! See you later. Be good, be safe, and be happy. Yep. Kabloof! Kabloof!